Yeah. Now everybody from the 313, put your hands up and follow me. Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, yo, son. Hold on, hold on, man. Yo, chill. Yo, chill, man. Yo, you can't be playing that, man. You're gonna get copyrighted. You're gonna get trailed. You're gonna get sued, man. You can't be playing that stuff, man. Nah, nah, chill. Nah, I'm just here, man. Episode 14, man. 14. Let's go. Let's go, man. Yo, episode 14, man. Episode 14. Yo, but Marcos, what the... Yo, what the heck? What the heck, Marcos? You just put out episode 13 like two hours ago, bro. Nah. Nah, let's go, man, yo. We are welcome back, man. Welcome back to episode 14, man. 14, big one for you. 14, man. Nah, I'm just nah, I'm just playing. Let me let me get serious. You know, uh well, yo, 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 we're recording two episodes in a day. Is a huge milestone for us, a big day for us, you know, a new record that we did two episodes in one day. Let's go. Yo, let's go, man. Yo, guys, I started off with that music because, you know, I don't know, man. I've just been I've been thinking about eight mile a lot. I'll never forget. I, I think I'll never forget it. That was the first movie that I ever saw in theaters, yo. I'll never forget that movie. I'll never forget that last part. And that that last part just gets me hyped, man, with, yo, Eminem going crazy, you know, making Papa Doc choke. What's the matter? You embarrassed? This guy's not a gangster. His real name is Clarence. (laughs) Yo, chill, man. Yo, soon, man. Soon we're going to have a song. I'm going to record this song. But, uh, you know, this is a live reaction, man. Live reaction after the game. Um, you know, this is strictly... Uh, you know what? Forget it, man. We're just going to get right to it. This is strictly a Denver Nugget episode, man. The Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets are your 2023 NBA Finals champion, man. Let's go. So this is strictly... Strictly for the Denver Nuggets this episode, we're only going to talk about Denver Nuggets. Um, You know, we're going to talk about Game 5. We're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets and, uh, you know, back into some Bible talk, man. You already know how that goes in the episodes. Let's go. So there you go, guys. The Denver Nuggets are your 2023 NBA champions, and what a magical season it was for them. What a great season it was for the Denver Nuggets. They were the, they were the first seed in the NBA in the Western Conference. Um, they were overlooked, man, overlooked by so many teams, overlooked by the world. And these guys, they came out, you know, as underdogs, and, you know, they just they just played hard every day, every night. Uh, they finished the season with 58, 53 wins and 29 losses. 
That'll put them first in the Western Conference. And they just stayed there the whole entire season, man. So really big shout-out to the Denver Nuggets uh, for securing the first seed and, uh, you know, winning the NBA championship, man, because it's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy, man. You know, it was just a good game to watch. Good series, but purely just pure dominance from the Denver Nuggets uh, this whole series, man. They have so many weapons. And Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray. Uh, these guys just had a stacked team. KCP also had a had a good uh, good playoff run and a good season. Um, they acquired him last year from the Washington Wizards. But uh, you know, it was just uh, it was just great. It was just great to watch. You know, see something new, see a potential dynasty because this team is gonna be the same next year, going into next year. If not, they're gonna be better because people are gonna come. People, players are gonna want to come to Denver uh, to you know to play with Jokic, play with Murray, you know, and just this uh, talented group of individuals that the Nuggets have. Uh, so you know, huge shout out to the Denver Nuggets. Um, but, you know, you also got to show love to that Miami Heat, man. Miami Heat. Let's show love to the Miami Heat. Show some love to the Miami Heat. They came in as the eighth seed. Um, they weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. Um, but they came in as the eighth seed. You know, they beat the Bucks, They beat the Knicks. They beat the Celtics. And, uh, you know, they were underdogs in all those series. And, you know, they just fought through it and... You know, without Tyler Hero as well, their number three option throughout the whole season. Um, they didn't have him all se all series, all game. You know, he was cleared to play today, but uh, the but Spolstra didn't put him in. Great decision by Spolstra. Spolstra, I, I uh, you know, I completely agree with that. I don't think his hand was 100% ready to go. But, um, you know, just a great game. You know, great series, great game. Um, but let's just show love to the Miami Heat. And also to Udonis Haslam, who's officially retired from the NBA after 20 seasons with the Miami Heat. So let's show him some love. Show some love to Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Wasn't the way he wanted to go out, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse, man. They could The Heat couldn't have made the playoffs. They could have got bounced in the play-in. But, um, you know, it was just a great, great run by the Miami Heat. Um, we'll just talk about the game real fast. I wrote, I was going to write about each individual quarter or I was going to write about, you know, what was going on through the games like I have been doing in a couple past. But, uh, you know, I've been questioning my uh, my 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 content. So I've been just trying to find what works for me or what I think is going to give, uh, you know, give you the best content, because usually I'll talk about the games and just talk about plays and, you know, players that affected the game, but I'm just looking at it as a different way now. You know, I'm going to watch the game fully so I don't get distracted taking notes during the games. Maybe I'll take a little note here and there, but not as much as I used to, you know, writing down every every play that went down during the game. But, you know, I'm just questioning myself. You know, I'm just feeling the water, see what works for me and, uh, well, 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 you know, just what works for me, you know, and just trying to find the best content for you guys. But, um... You know, what I did was, you know, at the, I just watched the whole game. I see the whole game played through at the first quarter. You know, I, I wrote down a little, uh, you know, a little couple sentence after the first quarter because uh, it was a big first quarter from Bam. You know, Bam started off with 14 points in the first quarter. Michael Porter Jr. also 
uh, started off the game good with seven points and six boards. Uh, Jokic and Gordon, they picked up two early fouls. Back and forth action, but, you know, from the beginning of the game, man, I, I saw Jimmy, and he was just very passive, man. He's got to he, – he, he had to assert himself offensively. He's got to have 40, you know. He's got to have 40 and nothing less if he wants to force a game six, you know. Um, but that's all. I just wrote that about the first uh, the first quarter, and then after, you know, I just decided to watch the game. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a very physical game. You know, not a lot of buckets. Low-scoring game. It was tough. It was tough for both teams to score buckets, you know. Um, both teams were playing great defensive basketball. And uh, it was just a scrappy, scrappy game five. A lot of fouls, um, you know, very physical, um, a lot of energy, and it was just uh, it was just great. It was a great game, but, you know, at the end of the game, you know, the, the Nuggets come out on top. They win 94-89. to 89. Denver wins the series. And... That, those are your NBA 2023 champions. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets, man. Very, very solid team. You know, they play basketball the right way. They got a great coach, Michael Malone, in his eighth season as a coach. Uh, he finally comes through and breaks through. And he, he, he gets his first championship as a coach. And in his eighth season as a Nuggets coach. So uh, big shout out to Michael Malone, who's been around basketball for a long time. He's a great coach. And, uh, you know, the the Nuggets are just uh, there's a great franchise, man. Great franchise. This is their first NBA championship since they uh, became in, since they came from the league, came in the league from the ABA. So 43 years, man, 43 years in the making um, for the Denver Nuggets championship, man. And it was just a beautiful one. Man. It was great. It was dominant. And, you know, these guys, these guys play great basketball. Um, players that I thought affected the game in game five, you know, Kyle Lowry, he brought a lot of pace, you know, Gabe Vincent just didn't have it, man. He just didn't have it. He's, he got into foul trouble again and he just didn't have it, man. He, he kind of, he kind of came up short for the, for the heat. Um, now he didn't come up short. He just didn't show up at all for the heat after games, uh, four in games four and five and game, uh, game, uh, in games four and five, you know, he just didn't show up for them. And in game three as well, he just didn't show up for them. You know, game one and two, he had a solid game. Uh, game two, he had 23 points, giving them the win, hitting big shots. But, you know, Gabe Vincent really, really sold it for them. And, you know, Kyle Lowry took his pace, uh, took his place. Um, you know, he he brought he brought great pace, uh, great energy. Uh, he, he, he drew a lot of fouls. He's going after the 50-50 balls. He's just that, you know, that, that blue-collar guy, you know, like, He'll put on his hard hat and he'll get right to work, man. This guy, he really affected the game in uh in different ways. Uh when I was hearing, he was like a plus his plus or minus was like plus seventeen in in, you know, in the first or second quarter around there, you know. So that just showed what what type of player um, you know, Kyle Lowry is, you know. Um he's a veteran, he's the oldest guy on uh on the floor. He was thirty seven. He's thirty seven. But uh, you know, Kyle Lowry just uh, you know, he brought he brought a lot of pace. He made a lot of timely shots from three. He made some tough threes. Um, he was playing tough defense against Jokic. He got a lot of strips. He got a couple pokes, steals. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry affected this game in many ways. You know, he finished with twelve points, nine rebounds, uh, four assists. He played thirty four minutes, so he played a lot of minutes, man. 
you know, taking place of Gabe Vincent, who 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 failed to show up today. Uh, Max Drews was another guy who deserved some love. He scored 12 points, eight rebounds, one assist. You see those stats, and you'd be like, "Yo, why are you showing this guy some love?" Well, this is another guy who uh, who played very hard today for the Miami Heat. Um, you know, he he couldn't get his shot going down. You know, he went um he went one for six from three. But, uh, you know, he got four buckets in the paint. So, you know, Max Struess brought a lot of energy. He gave him a lot of second chance, second chances, offensive rebounds, tips. Uh, Max Struess uh, had a good game as well. Uh, Bam, you know, Bam had Bam started off the game hot. He scored 14 points in the, in the first quarter. But, you know, after that, he kind of slowed down on me, man. He played, he played 44 minutes. He only had 20 points. And 12 rebounds with uh with one assist and and one steal. He didn't get no blocks. He went nine for twenty from the field. So it was a tough, it was a tough game for Bam. You know, even though he started off the game really well. But it was just a tough game for Bam, you know, after the first quarter. Uh Denver Nuggets did a good job adjusting, forcing him to take mid-ranges, uh, making it tough on him. And, you know, you know, it was just tough, man. But, you know. The blame, if I'm going to blame anyone on the Miami Heat for this series, I hate to blame anyone, but, you know, it's, it's going to be Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's got to feel this one. You know, Jimmy Butler has got to feel this one, man. You know, I just didn't like what I see, what I saw from from him this this whole this whole finals. This whole finals, I didn't like what I saw from Jimmy Butler. He was just... Uh, you know, he he didn't show up. He didn't show up. You know, I feel I feel bad. You know, I don't know what was going on with Jimmy, because uh, you know, in the playoffs, in the first, in 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 the first series, this guy was dropping fifty. He was dropping forty, um, against the Knicks, going crazy. You know, affecting the games in multiple ways against the Celtics. He also had a good series, but in this in this finals, I just didn't see much from Jimmy. You know. I mean, I, he scored, he averaged like twenty points uh, this NBA Finals, but compared to what I saw from Jimmy against the Lakers in the Bubble Finals, it was it was two different people, two different people. What I saw from Jimmy in the Bubble Finals was nothing compared to what I saw from Jimmy in this Bubble Final, in this in this Finals. Um, you know, he was just very passive. I I didn't see that killer mentality from him. You know, I didn't see it from him. He was very passive. Um, he was getting locked up as well. He was passing. Oh my God! He there was so many. He's pump faking a lot. It's just so many shot opportunities that Jimmy Butler had that he just decided to pass. You know, there was a lot of times where he went across the lane and he would pass it out to the three man. I understand. You know, you want to get your other players involved, but these are role players, man. You're supposed to be the star of this team. You're the superstar of this team. You gotta, you gotta be aggressive, man. You gotta be aggressive. You know, you gotta, you know, this game, he was a little more aggressive. Now, no, I, I, you know, this game, nothing. You know, he was getting to the line a bit, but it was just, it was, it, it was too little, too late. You know, I saw that from him at the closing, at that late fourth quarter. That's what I saw from him when I saw that killer mentality from him. He hit some back to back threes to keep the heat in it. Um, he, he got fouled on the three to give the Heat the lead. But, you know, it was it was too late. It was too late. You know, Jimmy, I, and I'm just very disappointed in his in his performance. 
You know, he he was supposed to drop 40 one of these games, man. He was supposed to drop 40. And I just didn't see it from him. I didn't see that killer mentality. I was just very disappointed in Jimmy Butler. You know, he was very passive. And, um, you know, looking to get others involved, I get it, but... My man, if you're if you're if you want to be a superstar, if you if you're gonna be a star on this team or the superstar in the league, you gotta you gotta give me thirty, man. You give him you gotta give me thirty. You gotta give me thirty every game, man. That's what superstars in the league do, especially in this in this stage, man. On this stage, you know, it was it was tough, man. It was tough to watch Jimmy. You know, I found myself screaming at the TV. Screaming at Jimmy to shoot. I was screaming at the TV, telling him to shoot. You know, from from New York. I'm screaming at my TV, telling this guy to shoot, man. In the closing moments, like you know, he 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 finally became aggressive. Where was that? Games one, three, four. You know, where was that, bro? Too little, too late, man. Too little, too late. Great playoff run by the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. But, you know, very disappointing way to go out, man. Very disappointing, man. I just didn't see that killer mentality from Jimmy Butler. And it it was just sad to see. Bam. Bam out of bio looked more aggressive than, than Jimmy. It was just sad, man. It was just sad. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't attacking the mismatch. He was getting one-on-one coverage most of the of the series. Most of the series getting one-on-one coverage. You know, he wasn't being aggressive down in the on the post. There was some shots he made down there, but it just wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. And it was it, it was it was bad to see, man. Bad to see. But yeah, that's the Miami Heat for you. Let's go on to the Nuggets. Who who played well from the Nuggets in Game Four? MPG, Mike Michael Porter Jr. MPJ, sorry, Michael Porter Jr. had a huge game for the Denver Nuggets. He's been struggling all series, knocking down shots. You know, he's been struggling. You know, his jump shot just wasn't there. You know, and Michael Malone challenged him to affect the game in different ways, and he did. He did. Michael Porter had a big game. He scored 16 points. He had 13 rebounds, three assists. He was very aggressive. He went seven for 17. It was good to see. Good to see Michael Porter Jr. get his and be aggressive. He got a lot of points in the paint. Um, he shot one. He made one three. You know, but his jump shot was really off today. You know, or, or off this series. You know, um, it was just tough to see. But uh, Michael Porter Jr. Great game from him. He had a big game. A lot of second chance points. He got 13 rebounds. And he was, he, was, he was playing hard. He was playing hard this game. So shout out to Michael Porter Jr. He showed up today. Jamal Murray had 14 points. Aaron Gordon had a quiet game, you know, with four points. But, you know, let's just talk about the best basketball player in the world right now. Nikola Jokic. He was drafted 41st. He was drafted 41st. And while he was getting drafted, there was a Taco Bell commercial going on. Can you believe that? (laughs) A Taco Bell? They didn't even announce his name. The TV didn't even cover when, when when 
someone was announcing the pick, the TV wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even on that. It was on commercial during the draft. And he got picked during a Taco Bell commercial. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? A 41st pick, and he wasn't even televised. His pick wasn't even televised. His pick came during commercial, and they announced it during commercial. That's how much love this guy, Jokic, got. Ever since being in the NBA, he was just overlooked. Overlooked. And it's just sad. It's just sad that nobody, uh, you know, acknowledges greatness. Now people are going to acknowledge his greatness because he won a championship. Even after the two MVPs, people aren't acknowledging his greatness. He could have won. The, he should have won a third one. He should have won a third one. But I feel like he took himself out of it because he was just getting a lot of hate. A lot of hate because he was on his way to win a third MVP in back-to-back-to-back seasons. People are saying, oh, he hasn't won anything. Oh, what kind of attention does he bring? You know, he's not hes not going to be the face of the NBA. Just so many stuff negatively towards Jokic. And what I feel he did, I feel, you know, he took a couple games off. This was towards, you know, like the end of the season. I feel he took a couple games off, you know, just to take the media attention off him. Just to take it off him and give it to Embiid. Give it to him. Because that's all he wants to play for, MVP. He doesn't want to play for nothing special. Jokic has his mind, his mind set on the bigger picture, and that's winning an NBA championship. That's being the best teammate, best player your team needs. He doesn't care about anyone else. All he cares is about winning. And you can see that from his play. You know, he plays the game the right way. He doesn't force anything. He gets a lot of people involved. Jokic is, is the man. I, I love watching Jokic. He's like a... He's like a he's like a LeBron, but without the you know the athleticism. I heard someone else say that. I think KCP Kentavious Caldwell Pope said that, but you know, he plays he he's just like LeBron, but in you know less 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 athletic. But he doesn't need athleticism. He actually shoots better than LeBron as well. He has a better jump shot than LeBron. But Nikola Jokic is a. Is he's the best player in the world right now. Best player in the world. You know, Jokic, and it just shows today. You know, in the low-scoring game, you know, teams, it was, it was buckets were hard to come by. Jokic scored 28 points like nothing. 28 points like nothing, man. He scored, yo, he scored so effortlessly. Like, it's so easy for him to score. He got 28 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists. He went 12 for 16 from the field. Can you believe that? In a closeout game in the NBA Finals, he goes 12 for 16. He shoots 75% from, from, from the field. He shot one for three from one for three from deep. And he he just balled out, man. He balled out. Balled out, man. Just solid stuff from Nikola Jokic. And he won finals MVP, man. He won finals MVP. Uh, he's the first player ever. He's the first player ever to lead the playoffs in every in in well not every stat, but he's the f- in every main stat. 
And what are the main stats in basketball? Points, rebounds, and assists. Those are the three main stats. And Nikola Jokic led every team in the 2023 playoffs in that stats. How many points he had? He had 600 points. How many rebounds? 269. How many assists? 190. What's the NBA ranked in all those stats? He ranked first in all of those stats. And he's the first player in NBA history to lead in all three of those stats. Like, can you believe it? Like, numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. Unanimous. Unanimous finals MVP it should have been. Unanimous. He should have won unanimously. I don't know if he did, but he should be unanimously the finals MVP, man. And it... And it's funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's kind of sad. It's crazy because the finals MVP trophy is named after Bill Russell. And this is the first year that Bill Russell isn't there to present the finals MVP trophy. So Bill Russell, a center has the finals MVP named after him and the first season without Bill Russell, a center wins the wins the trophy. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy. You know, let's show some love to the late Bill Russell. And, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic was just nothing short of spectacular. He wins finals MVP. He's an NBA champion. And just a just a great performance and great showing from Nikola Jokic. Great basketball. Great NBA season. You know? And we're going to lose out on some content. <laughs> but we'll try to make it up with the Mets, the Yankees. Maybe we'll start watching some New York Liberty games too because they have a they have a solid team. But um, you know, that's the that's the NBA for you, man. That's the NBA season for you. That's the playoffs for you, and that's the NBA finals for you. Last thing I just want to say about the season. Um, it was it was fun. It was fun. It was crazy. What a ride. But uh Nikola Jokic, man. Nikola Nikola Jokic. The best player in the NBA right now. Take it to the bank. On to Bible talk. Just great stuff, man. Great stuff. You know, we're, we're recording the second episode of the day. Crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Let's go to Bible talk, man. Let's go to Bible talk. Crazy stuff happened in the last chapter, man. We're on to Genesis 35. Let's get right into it, baby. God said to Jacob, go to the town of Bethel. That is where I appeared to you when you were running away from your brother Esau. Live there and make an altar to honor me as El, the God who appeared to you. So Jacob told his family, and all the other people with him, destroy all these foreign gods that you have. Make yourselves pure. 
put on clean clothes, we will leave here and go to Bethel. There I will build an altar to the God who has always helped me during times of trouble. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So the people gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had. And they gave him all the rings they were wearing in their ears. He buried everything under an oak tree near the town called Shechem. Then Jacob and his sons left that place. The people in the surrounding cities wanted to follow and kill them. But God filled them with such great fear that they not go after them. So Jacob and his people went to Luz, which is now called Bethel. It is in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there. He named the place El Bethel. Jacob chose this name because that is the place where God first appeared to him when he was running away from his brother. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died there. They buried her under the oak tree at Bethel. They named that place Alan Bakuth. When Jacob came back from Padan Aram, God appeared to him again. God blessed Jacob and said to him, Your name is Jacob, but I will change that name. You will no longer be called Jacob. Your new name will be Israel. So God named him Israel. God said to him, I am God all-powerful, and I give you this blessing. Have many children and grow into a great nation. Other nations and kings will come out of you. I gave Abraham and Isaac some special land. Now I give the land to you and to all your people who live after you. Then God left that place. Jacob set up a memorial stone there. He made the rock holy by pouring wine and oil on it. This was a special place because God spoke to Jacob there, and Jacob named that place Bethel. Jacob and his group left Bethel. Before they came to Ephrath, Rachel began giving birth to her baby. She was having a lot of trouble with this birth. She was in great pain. When her nurse saw this, she said, Don't be afraid, Rachel. You are, you are giving birth to another son. Rachel died while giving birth to the son. Before dying, she named the boy Benoni. But Jacob called him Benjamin. Rachel was buried on the road to Ephrath. Jacob put a special rock on Rachel's grave to honor her. That special rock is still there today. Then Israel continued his journey. He camped just south of either tower. Israel stayed there for a short time. While he was there, Reuben slept with Israel's slave woman. Bila. Israel heard about this and he was very angry.
These are the names of Jacob's of Jacob's son. Jacob's 12 sons. His firstborn son was Reuben, whose mother was Leah. Jacob's other sons by Leah were Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. His sons by Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. Benjamin. His sons by Bilhah, Rachel's maid, were Dan and Naphtali. His sons by Zilpah, Leah's maid, were God and Asher. These were Jacob's son, who were born in Padanaram. Jacob went to his father Isaac at Mamre in Kiriath Arba. This is where Abraham and Isaac had lived. Isaac lived 180 years, then Isaac became weak and died and went to be with his people. He had lived a long and a full life. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Genesis 36. This is the history of the family of Esau. Esau married women from the land of Canaan. His wives were Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, Oholibama, the daughter of Anna, the son of Zibion the Hivite, and Basemath, Ishmael's daughter, the sister of Nebaioth. Esau and Ada had a son named Eliphaz. Basemath had a son named Reuel. Oholibama had three sons. Jeush, Halam, and Korah. These were Esau's sons who were born in the land of Canaan. Jacob and Esau's families became too big for the land in Canaan to support them all. So Esau moved away with his brother Jacob. Wait, moved away from his brother Jacob. He took his wives, sons, daughters, all his slaves, cattle, and all other animals, and everything else that he had gotten in Canaan, and moved to the hill country of Seir. Esau is the father of the people of Edom. These are the names of Esau's family living in the hill country of Seir. Esau and Adan's son. Esau and Adah's son was Eliphaz. Esau and Basemath's son was Reu. Eliphaz had five sons: Taman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Canaz. Eliphaz also had a slave woman named Timnah. Timnah and Eliphaz had a son named Amalek. Reu had four sons, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were Esau's grandsons from his wife, Basemath. Esau's third wife was Oholibama, the daughter of Anna. Esau and Oholibama's children were Jerush, 
Callum and Cora. These are the family groups that came from Esau. Esau's first son was Eliphaz. From Eliphaz came Teman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. All these family groups came from Esau's wife, Ada. Esau's son, Ryu, was the father of these families, Nahath, Zarath, Shammah, and Mizah. All these families came from Esau's wife, Bethmath. Esau's wife, Oholibama, <laughs> these names kill me, daughter of Anna, gave birth to Jush, Jalam, and Korah. These three men were the leaders of their families. They were all sons of Esau and leaders of the family groups of Edom, which is Esau's other's name, which is also Esau's name. Seir, a Horite man, lived in Edom before Esau. These are the sons of Seir. Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anna, Deshan, Ezer, and Deshan. There's Deshan and Deshan. So don't get mixed up with those, those two names. These sons were all Horite family leaders from Seir in Edom. Lotam, Lotan was the father of Hori and Heman. Shobal was the father of Alvin. Shobal was the father of Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. Zebian had two sons, Aya and Anna. Anna is the man who found the springs in the desert while he was caring for his donkeys. Anna was the father of Dishon and Oholibama. Dishon had four sons. They were Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Karan. Before I continue to read, guys, don't get lost. You know, don't get lost with me. Um, you know, the Bible does get slow sometimes, you know, mentioning all these names, um, rules, you know, practices. It gets, you know, it gets a little slow. But, you know, we got we to gotta stay in it. We stay in it together. I'm going to continue to read it to the best of my ability to keep it interesting, you know, my tone of voice. But, you know, don't 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 get lost, all right guys? We'll stay in this together. You know, things got slow. You know, but it's all right. There's light at the end of the tunnel, okay guys? <laughs> so, Anna was the father of Dishon and Oholibama. That name kills me. Dishon had four sons. They were Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Karan. Ezer had three sons. They were Bilhan, Zavan, and Akan. Deshan had two sons. They were Uz and Aran. These are the names of the leaders of the Horite families. Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anna. Deshan, Eser, and Deshan. Deshan. Esser and Dishan. 
these men were the leaders of the families that lived in the country of Seir. At the time, there were kings in Edom. Edom had kings a long time before Israel did. Bela, son of Beor, was a king who ruled in Edom. He ruled over the city in Dinabah. When Bela died, Jobab became king. Jobab was the son of Zerah from Basra. When Jobab died, Hasham ruled. Hosham was from the land of the Temanites. When Hasham died, Hadad ruled that area. Hadad was the son of Bedad. Hadad was from the city of Avith. When Hadad died, Samla ruled that country. Samla was from Maskara, Masraka. When Samla died, Shaul ruled that area. Shaul was from Rehoboth by the river. When Shaul died, Balhanan ruled that country. Balhanan was the son of Akbor. When Balhanan died, Hadad ruled that country. Hadad was from the city of Pau. His wife was named. Mahatabal, Mahatabal, Mihitabal. His wife's name was Mihitabal, the daughter of Matrid. Esau was the father of these Edomite families Temna, Alva, Jeheth, Oholibama, Ella, Penan, Kenaz, Teman, Mibzar. Magdal and Aram. Each of these families lived in that area that was called by the same name as their family. Each of these families lived in an area that was called by the same name as their family, Edom, which was another name for Esau. Here we go, Genesis 37, man. Things pick up again. Jacob stayed and lived in the land of Canaan. This is the same land where his father lived. This is, this is the story of Jacob's family. Joseph was a young man, 17 years old. His job was to take care of the sheep and the goats. Joseph did this work with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. Joseph told his father about the bad things that his brothers did. Joseph was born at a time when his father Israel was very old. So Israel loved him more than he loved his other sons. Jacob gave him a special coat, which was long and very beautiful. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than he loved them, they hated their brother because of this. They refused to say nice things to him. One time, Joseph had a special dream. Later, he told his brothers about this dream. And after that, his brothers hated him even more. 
Joseph said, I had a dream we were all working in the field together, tying stacks of wheat together. Then my stack got up. It stood there while all of our stacks, while all of your stacks of wheat made a circle around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said, Do you think this means that you will be a king and rule over us? His brothers hated Joseph more now because of the dreams he had about them. Uh-oh. Then Joseph had another dream, and he told his brothers about it. He said, I had another dream. I saw the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowing down to me. Joseph also told his father about this dream, but his father criticized him. His father said, what kind of dream is this? Do you believe that your mother, your brothers, and I will bow down to you? Joseph's brothers continued to be jealous of him, but his father thought about all these things and wondered what they could mean. One day, Joseph's brothers went to Shechem to care for their father's sheep. Jacob said to Joseph, Go to Shechem. Your brothers are there with my sheep. Joseph answered, I will go. His father said, Go and see if your brothers are safe. Come back and tell me if my sheep are all fine. So Joseph's father sent him from the valley of Hebron to Shechem. At Shechem, Joseph got lost. A man found him wandering in the fields. The man said, What are you looking for? Joseph answered, I am looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are with my sheep? With their sheep? Joseph asked the man, can you tell me where they are with their sheep? The man said, They have already gone away. I heard them say they were going to Dothan. So Joseph followed his brothers and found them in Dothan. Joseph's brothers saw him coming from far away. They decided to make a plan to kill him. They said to each other, Here comes Joseph the dreamer. We should kill him now while we can. We could throw his body into one of these empty wells and tell our father that a wild animal killed him. Then we will show him that his dreams are useless. But Reuben wanted to save Joseph. He said, let's not kill him. We can put him into a well without hurting him. Reuben planned to save Joseph and send him back to his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, they attacked him and tore off his long and beautiful kilt. Then they threw him into an empty well that was dry. While Joseph was in the well, the brothers sat down to eat. They looked up and saw a group of traders traveling from Gildede to Egypt. Their camels were carrying so many different spices and riches. So Judah said to his brothers, What profit will we get 
if we kill our brother and hide his death? We will more profit. We will profit more if we sell him to these traitors. Then we will not be guilty of killing our own brother. The other brothers agreed. When the Midianite traders came by, the brothers took Joseph out of the well and sold him to the traders for 20 pieces of silver. Silver. The traders took him to Egypt. Reuben had been gone, but when he came back to the well, he saw that Joseph was not there. He tore his clothes to show that he was upset. Reuben went to the brothers and said, The boy is not in the well. What will I do? The brothers killed the goat and put the goat's blood on Joseph's beautiful coat. Then the brothers showed the coat to their father, and the brother said, We found this coat. Is this Joseph's coat? His father saw the coat and, and knew that it was Joseph's. He said, Yes, that is his. Maybe some wild animal has killed him. My son Joseph has been eaten by a wild animal. Oh, man. I can feel his pain. Jacob was so sorry about his son that he tore his clothes. Then he put on special clothes to show that he was sad. He continued to be sad about his son for a long time. All of Jacob's son, all of Jacob's sons and daughters tried to comfort him. But Jacob was never comfort comforted. He said, I will be sad about my son until the day I die. So Jacob continued to mourn his son Joseph. The Midianite traders later sold Joseph into Egypt. They sold him to Potiphar, an officer of the king of Egypt, and the captain of his palace guards. Genesis 38. About that time, Judah left his brothers and went to stay with a man named Hira from the town of Adullam. Judah met a Canaanite girl there and married her. The girl's father's name was Shua. The Canaanite girl gave birth to a son and named him Ur. Later, she gave birth to another son and named him Onan. Then she had another son named Shelah. Judah lived in Kizib when his third son was born. Judah chose a woman named Tamar to be the wife of his first son, Ur. But Ur did many bad, did, did many bad things. The Lord was not happy with him, so the Lord killed him. Uh-oh. Then Judah said, to Ur's brother Onan, go and sleep with your dead brother's wife. Become like a husband to her. If children are born, they will belong to your brother Ur. Onan knew that the children from this union would not belong to him. He had sexual relations with Tamar, but he did not allow himself 
to stay inside her. This made the Lord angry. So he killed Onan also. Uh oh. Then Judah said to his brothers in law, Tamar, Go back to your father's house. Stay there and don't marry until my young son Shelah grows up. Judah was afraid that Shelah would be killed like his brothers. So Tamar went back to her father's home. Later, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. After Judah's time of sadness, he went to Temana, Temna, where his friend Hera from Ab Adullam. Jilla, Judah, Judah went to Temna to have the wool cut from him sheep. Cut from his sheep. Tamar learned that Judah, her father-in-law, was going to Timnah to cut the wool from his sheep. Tamar always wore clothes that showed that she was a widow. So she put on some different clothes and covered her face with a veil. Then she sat down near the road going to Eniam, a town near Judah. No, a town near Timnah. Tamar knew that Judah's youngest son Sorry. Tamar knew that Judah's younger son Shelah was now grown up, but Judah would not make plans for her to marry him. Judah traveled on that road and saw her, but he thought that she was a prostitute. So he went to her and said, Let me have sex with you. Judah did not know that she was Tamar, his daughter-in-law. She said, How much will you give me? Judah answered, I will send you a young goat from my flock. She answered, I agree to that. But first, you must give me something to keep until you send me the goat. Judah asked, what do you want me to give you as a proof that I will send you the goat? Tamar answered, give me your seal and its string and your walking stick. Judah gave these things to her. Then Judah and Tamar had sexual relations and she became pregnant. Then Tamar went home, took off her veil that covered her face, and again put on special clothes that showed she was a widow. Later, Judah sent his friend Hira to Enaim to give the prostitute the goat he promised. Judah also told Hira to get the special seal and walking stick from her. But Hera could not find her. He asked some of the men at this town, NM, where is the prostitute who was there, who was here by the road? The men answered, there has never been a prostitute here. So Judah's friend went back to Judah and said, I could not find the woman. 
The men who lived in that place said that there was never a prostitute there. So Judah said, let her keep the things. I don't want people to laugh at us. I tried to give her the goat, but we could not find her. That is enough. About three months later, someone told Judah, your daughter-in-law, Tamar, sinned like a prostitute. And now she is pregnant. Then Judah said to her, take her out and burn her. The men went to Tamar to kill her. But she sent a message to her father-in-law that said, The man who made me pregnant is the man who owns these things. Look at them. Whose are they? Whose special seal and string is this? Whose walking stick is this? Judah recognized these things and said, She is right. I was wrong. I did not give her my son Shelah like I promised. And Judah did not sleep with her again. The time came for Tamar to give birth. She was going to have twins. While she was giving birth, one baby put his hand out. The nurse tried a, tied a red string on the hand and said, This baby was born first. But that baby pulled his hand back in, so the other baby was born first. So the nurse said, you were able to break, to break out first. So they named him Perez. After this, the other baby was born. This was the baby with the red string on his hand. They named him Zerah. And that concludes the Bible talk, baby. That concludes Bible talk, guys. And we are near the conclusion of episode 14. I would like to say thank you. You know, in conclusion, I would like to say thank you. Thank you for listening again. You know, I just can't believe we did two episodes in one day. Well, we did two episodes in less than 24 hours. And you know what's crazy? I wasn't planning... On putting, I was planning on putting no episodes out. You know, I missed, I missed Saturday's, I missed Saturday's deadline. You know, because I missed the game. But I, you know, I was like, yo, I'm gonna rewatch the game. And I'm gonna put something out. I have to put something out before game five. So here we are, guys. Here we are. Two episodes in for the day, and I feel great. You know, I feel like I got a good, I got a good days of work done. You know, it was a pretty slow day for me. You know, I don't know what's been wrong with me, man. You know, my moods, my moods been up. Well, was my moods been down? But you know, just recording keeps me up and keeps my mind off of things. You know, reading the Lord's Word, talking about my passion. You know, sports, baseball, basketball. You know, life. You know, it just, it makes me happy. So I'll try to continue and chase that feeling. Put, put, put out as much episodes as possible. You know? But, um, you know, it's, it's been a trip, man. It's, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Probably, uh, you know, a lot of responsibilities or, 
just whatever, man. It's stuff I, some personal stuff, you know, that's going on. And, you know, I try to avoid it. I try to go into hiding, but you just, you just can't hide from these things, man. You can't hide from these things. You gotta, you gotta face it head on and you just gotta deal with it. You know, I, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I'm really a coward. You know, I I just hide from stuff, you know. But I really should be facing it head on. Taking on the challenge. You know, because this is only part of the plan. You know, God has a plan for us all. Everything happens for a reason, as cliche as that sounds. But it's just, uh, you know, it... It, everything happens, you know. It's just a part of the plan, you know. It's just going to make me... I'm going to continue to learn about myself. And, you know, we're just going to keep living, you know. Try to try to live the best life we could. But the bright spot is that, you know, we put out two episodes out. We're a little... We're, a, we're that much closer to our goal. You know, of being on ESPN, of having a voice in this world, of, you know, making a difference. You know, we're that much closer. You just got to just got to continue to work on myself, continue to find ways to better myself, take on these responsibilities, take on these challenges, remain resilient and just just keep our head high. You know, just keep our head high, continue to work. And, uh, you know, things will play out as they should. But, guys, thank you again. Thank you for tuning in to episode 14 of Sports with Jesus. We'll catch you on the next one. Episode 15, baby. Woo! Marco's out.